0: See Musoko I musaki Yandra father's not by might nor by power, but it's by your spirit, God. It's by your spirit, God. Rest in assurance being pushed by God you are being pushed by God I am being pushed by God we are being pushed by Holy Spirit moving forward rapidly realm upon realm which is glory upon glory but everybody who's yearning for God hungry for God There's such a burn on the inside of you. There's a fire that you have not yet tapped into. Say of God. Everybody is anointed to bring another soul back to the kingdom of God. All called to witness. Because we all bear witness. Of what? His truth. So, what is His truth to you, to me, that people can draw and pull and receive as God continues to release unto us so they can be saved? What is ministry? And what are our ministries? Unto God, not unto man. Who are being impacted by your existence? My existence? Take away every thought that you're thinking now. Every feeling, every conversation, every deed that does not exalt the blood of Christ. Right now. No matter if it was spoken to you and I or we've spoken to someone else, take it off. That's not your garment. You wear a garment and a robe of praise. So what are you doing, I'm doing in ministry right now? That have people to say, What must I do to receive the God that they serve? What makes our God stand out in your life? What makes our Christ stand out in your life? What makes Holy Spirit stand out in your life? That people running cannot sleep at night, tossing and turning. Heart being from hardening to hearkening, being stubborn to now becoming to be humbled. Going from pride to no longer resisting God. Who are the people? Where are they? Say of God. Satan is trying to out talk the God in you that you know you hear. You have to stay prayed up as much as you breathe in this final hour starting right now. You have to anoint your head. You have to anoint your heart. You have to anoint your worship with your giving of thanks because Satan is really trying to show himself out right now how quick it could become so influential to have us under his influence just by a single thought or words from people who are dear to us Many of us have already set the standards, the resolutions as to what we see ourselves as 2023, how we live, our future, what we're gonna to bring the to past. And some of the things we encountered thus far, we did not expect now, did we? Because a lot of times we're focusing on what to come out of what we expect but not expecting to take the necessary steps to even get there to walk it out. I'm not even supposed to be on here. And the spirit of God says, people just need me. Like never before It's like God had that encounter with me Like he had with Moses Like he had with Abraham When God said I'm about to destroy the entire Sodom and Gomorrah But he knew he wasn't I'm about to take away This podcast You have moved forward from that no more episode And then here he goes with Abraham Abraham said, that's not something God would do to destroy the righteous with the wicked. If there be 30 righteous, would you spare the town? Yes. If it be 20, yes. If there be 10 righteous men, would you spare them all? Yes. I believe he went all the way down to one. God would still say yes. Here go God with me. I'm taking you off there. Okay, God, is over. His son, all of a sudden, all these invitations come. They're starting to send me question marks. I'm gonna tell you how much the devil is a liar. He's trying to have you to put a price on what is free. And put a price on the things that are not. Same goes for you. He's trying to have things to be backwards. No, I'm not charging for a word. I'm not charging anyone for prayer. That's not ministry. I never read Christ ever done that. And I said as Jesus is. I look on the podcast. God showed me the episode that had the most views that I can see beyond. I can see and the sponsorship was on that specific episode. No, I was being tested to see would I go all the way with that. And receive by just adding my bank information. And it goes straight into your account just like that. It's that easy. We live by decisions and choices that we choose to make. And I tried to take that off, but I left it there, but I still didn't go through that process to receive from it because it would not allow me to take it off for that specific episode that I never did. Hallelujah. The devil is a liar. Just stay focused right where you are. The reason why you say, Christ, I receive you as my Lord and personal Savior. The reason why you say, I don't want to live the life I used to live, nevertheless, but the life I live now is unto Christ. Stay in that place. Stay in that place stay in that place when all you can do is think about the goodness of God, the goodness of Jesus, stay in that place it's time to come away and be alone with God because the devil is trying to tamper with the promises that God has spoken to you and I regarding our time being here and if we're not in the presence of God, hearing fresh words of revelation, then we may consider what the enemy is saying, because he tried to make the word seem fresh as well, make you think you're tripping, you misunderstanding something. God say, Quenisha, you hear my voice, and you hear my voice very, very well. To wake up, and God says. That you are the one who is destined to know my voice, you will see what I am saying, you will hear what I am saying, and you will sense what I am saying. I am giving you now discernment at a deeper level than ever before. You will meditate on my goodness, my spirit will manifest truth in your innermost parts of your being. And I said, okay, God. I started listening to more. He said, as others have been a student of Logos, you will be a student of the Rema. Even my present truth that is specifically and directly applied to your day-to-day life. In your life in the lives of others, you shall be able to answer the question, What is the Lord saying today? What is he doing today? Purpose in your heart to act upon what is revealed and prompt and compel you to do and say, I will cause you to be in the right places at the right time, and miracles will come. Miracles will come as you come, as others cooperate with you, what I reveal through you. Listen to my still small voice, my beloved. My voice is bringing transformation, so prepare to move with the cloud of my spirit and the pillar of the fire. I will give you projects and purposes and strategies of heaven, says the Father. I will show you the window, the pay, the window, the father the window, the natural, the window, the resources of the window needed to bring you blessing more than you might even think. You will be known as one who walks in the Papa God anointing. And many will be delivered of an orphan spirit as they gather to and around the love, provisions and ministries that I am bringing to you and through you out of others. So continue to pour into people. I'm going to continue to pour into you. You don't look around and live according to what's going on around you. But you look up upon the hills with your help. And your help comes from the Lord. If you got to go back to Psalm 23, the Lord is your what? Your shepherd and you shall not what? Want. My God. My God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, my God. My belly. Oh, God. Oh, God. Sometimes you got to go away from all the talking. All the anything. You just got to stay right there with God. Satan is such a liar. He tried to throw all these types of men my way to try to say they hear from God. Get thee away from me, Satan. He even tried to throw men in my dreams. I woke up. Get away from me, Satan. You a liar. He even tried to convince us out of our strengths. That is a strength. Whatever God or whatever area God is moving in your life, saying going to try to bring the complete opposite, but a similarity, if you know what I mean. You believe in God for a house? Satan hears that. He's going to try to bring a different house to get you and I off key. Or oh, you want a better job? Okay, I'm going to send you this type of job to get you out of position and not even look to be where God planned you to be. God say many of us talking too much. Stop talking in the wrong type of talk. Stop. It's considered as gibberish. It's considered as gossip. Stop. You want to hear more? Then Stop with the nonsense. Stop complaining in your hearts. You talk to people about what's going on inside of you that you could confide in, but if you keep talking on the level of the problem, it's gonna still be on the inside of you. So you gotta talk about the solution that gets out the problem. Say of God, I see another peace, God. Oh God. God took me into Satan's workshop. And the workshop is in a realm of the pit. There are so many realms. The darker, the deeper. I see many other pieces. Thank you, Father, to the vision. And they were all sitting at desks. Satan really tried to portray himself to be a god. He wanted to be worshipped so bad. He even asked Christ, tried to attempt Christ to worship him. Now, how does that sound? You went from praising him, watching him seated at the throne, to ask him in the flesh why he came here to give his life, to worship me. And then said, I will give you everything in the land. I will give you all of this. That's a limitation. Because Christ or the earth will wither away. That's like Satan going to God, let me be you. I said, go back to the dream. And they were at these deaths the same way how God have, you know, the archangels, you know, Raphael, Gabriel, you know, Mikael, and so many others, Samuel. But um, it's like, you know, those are, you know, the main ones that's right there in the area of archangels in that hierarchy rank. And what Satan tried to do is portray that. You know, he got three under him. He got Leviathan, Beelzebub, above, and Asmodeus. And they were at the table with other demons, but he kept those ones around him. And what they were doing was going through garbage, looking at torn pieces of paper that was scattered all across the world. And that garbage was the things that we've been delivered from. So what he tried to do is... And what they tried to do is gather all the pieces they could put back together and tape them and paste them and try to present our old issues back to us. Because many of us are still repeating the same cycle. Many of us think because we go to church and hear the word and we can fast and pray and be in ministry and we do that and we don't leave, we thinking that we're we, what we supposed to be. But many of us are there, but not there. And there are many of us who have not been to church, but there in the presence of God. I know you know, like I know many people that do not go to church as we do, but still have a, a current relationship and very powerful at it. And there are people that you also know that I know that can go to a church north, south, east and west and been there for years, never go anywhere, but still not even there. God is eliminating all that word being said, all those words being done that doesn't even exalt him. So again, God used me to prophetically say, what is your ministry? You have to meditate on that, medicate, medicate as they say on that. Hallelujah, do not be manipulated by anything else because we are here to bring souls back home. So what are we gifted to do to have people to say, I want that God in you. Where's the miracle coming out of the ministry? Where's the signs and the wonders? Where is the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, the gentleness, the generosity, faithfulness, and self-control? Do you know those are daily confessions of our daily meal, our daily devotions, our daily decrees, the fruits of the Spirit? Because we connected to the vine and we are the branch. And he said we bear much more fruit. Do you know what the fruit is that we bear much more of? The fruits of the Spirit. That's the fruits that we are bearing. We bear much more love, so we got to come up higher in that. So you're going to be surrounded by things that seem to be hateful, just so you come up higher in love and being more loving. But many of us don't see God in it. we look looking at Satan because it's unfamiliar. But we got to know that we're in the will of God. So we lean not to our own understanding. Keep that at the forefront of your mind, your vision. Lean not to your own understanding. So you're not going to be understanding things a lot that God is doing. But when we come up higher... In all our ways and acknowledge Him, He'll direct our path every single time. Eliminate the nonsense out of your life right now, say of God. Don't make no room for it. Hallelujah. We can give up a sacrifice and heart still not be in it. We know the story of Cain and Abel. Hallelujah. God said, Talk to you a little bit about Job. That's what's happening now. Satan went to God, and you're aware of the testimony. You blessed this man so much, okay? Let me take some things away. Do you notice in that testimony that Satan never told God to take the things away? He said, let him take it away. And God said, you can take all the things away, but do not kill them. Do you know why he didn't ask God to take those things away instead? Because he know that God doesn't give and take away. Hallelujah. So the things in your life that you have no control over, that seem to be out of control. That seem to be lacking and slacking. You at the best that you have ever been. You are never lacking. What don't seem to be enough is actually more than enough in your life. You just got to open your eyes and see how God sees things. Got to get rid of filling things in the flesh. And actually train our bodies. By allowing our spirits to overrule. And Satan wanted Job to confess, you know, I curse you, God. Forget it. I die. I just go ahead. It's your fault, God. I hate it. I'm done with you. He wanted Job to throw in a towel. God said, Do anything you can, but just don't kill him. And out of all the things that Job endured, he never said. God, I take it out on you. I blame you. Instead, he took it out on himself. See, he still exalted God, but he denied himself by saying, I wish my mother and father have not even met. Therefore, I would not have been conceived to be born to even witness this. But he never said, I'm witnessing this because of you, God. He never put it on God. That's what Satan wanted him to do. And from that moment, after he shaved his head and began to complain about his life being here, God began to restore those things right back immediately. And it was so much more than he can ask or even think. Same go for Joseph. And God said he he doesn't start with Job and Satan didn't stop with Job. God said he goes to him Regarding our future, our lives, our blessings, our promises all the time. But let me tamper with their promises. Let me tamper with their visions. Let me tamper with their connections. Let me tamper with their finances. Let me tamper with their minds. Let me tamper with their heart. Let me tamper with their relatives. Let me see what I can do to change their mind and say, God, I forget it. God, I quit. God, I'm done. But I thank God for Holy Spirit because every time we get to that point, we feel like I want to throw in the towel. I want to quit. I think it's getting too big, too much for me. And God say, when you are weak, my strength is made perfect so he would not give you anything that you cannot even bear. So therefore, you always win when it even looked like you're losing. Reminds me of the, the poetry of the artist. Footprints, that that beautiful, beautiful poetic word. And I embraced that at the age of four. I'll never forget in my mother's living room on the wall. It was too high up for me to read it, but I would just gravitate to the picture. I would never forget the picture of, of no footprints. The poem. And it was, you know, translated down in so many ways, rewritten in so many ways. But I want the original printing how that sun reflected on that beach, that shore like that. And all you saw was the prince in the sand. And it did something to me when I was four years old, up until now. There's like the favorite image of a picture regarding a word that I have ever received. It did something to me that day at four. It never left me. And then I begin to read what it's about as i gotten older. You know, in the person, so many ways paraphrasing, you say he was walking with me, Christ, my help, my friend. Why I stop seeing your, your set of footprints? You left me. No, that's the moment I begin to carry you. Even when we feel like we're about to fall, he carries us. There's no way we can ever fail. Hallelujah. There's so much coming out. I'm so full. We can't look at ourselves as victims due to what people say and do. We got to look at ourselves and know that we are victors in all that we do. I can't sit around and pity myself for everything that the devil threw my way since I've been here. He's been trying to take me out before I even came. Don't you have that, little girl? And look at me today. You understand? If I sit there and think about everything that came my way and who he used to do it, I will always walk with a grudge. You will always walk with a grudge, but not claiming the grudges. Because you will always feel some type of way, keep thinking about what came your way or what came mine. But instead, let's make a fresh start right now, today. His mercy is new, right now. Make that fresh start right now. Hallelujah, make that fresh start right now. The help that you thought you needed regarding your mind, soul, spirit, and body, let it come from the Lord. You got to be so hungry that food doesn't even matter naturally. You got to come away with God and stay right there in that secret place, that mountain, wherever you want to be, on a tree, on a moon, wherever you visionize yourself with your Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You got to stay there. I warn you, stay there. The warnings are coming like water regarding other people that I have to declare and decree over and be established. God says, share this very quickly. God took me in a dream in someone else's shoes. It was a group of girls, excuse me, young women, and they—it was about three of them, and they went with some guys, and it was about five to seven of the guys. And once they got inside their home, everything went downhill. The guys locked them in the house, start ripping off their clothes, start throwing drinks and drugs, pills in their system. The girls couldn't even escape that house. The guys start taking off their clothes, start ganging up on those three girls. They were outnumbered. They had weapons and guns, so the girls wouldn't even try to even attempt to fight. Then all of a sudden, this girl, excuse me, this young woman, she looked around after the man walked away because he couldn't go all the way with her because Mother Nature hit her, so they had to leave her alone. So they went to the other girls, the other women, excuse me. So she looked around while they walked away just for a quick second. He walked away to get more alcohol. And then he went back to hitting her in her face and she was like, why are you hitting me? I can do whatever I want to do to you. you. You all belong to us now. You're not leaving out of here. They never planned for them them young women to leave. And them young women thought they was going inside some gentleman's car and have a great time. And the girl walked off a little bit, act like she was going to change her clothes, and saw a way of an escape. It was an open door that they forgot all about. And she went through the door and he went to go chase her. And she screamed out, help, help. People in the neighborhood were looking. No one knew what was going on inside that, that big old house. It looked like an Airbnb type of house. It was rented. And they began to look at them and the guy got scared because people were st- starting to notice. Then all the other you know, girls came from hiding under the bed and they followed her and they had to do a long jump from the balcony all the way down the hill. They didn't care. They was risking breaking their legs if need be. Just get out of that environment. And they all jumped. They had to make another jump. And they got away. And the guys went in like, we can't do nothing about it. They gone. We gonna get some more. So I had to get up and pray for them, the women. And I had to get up and pray for the guys that they would never, ever have that thought in their mind. To even think to do something like that neither would those women want to even engage in something like that and i declared the creed that would never happen a lot of times god take me places around the world i don't know where this place was but it was set up to happen from the enemy it was a warning god was show me about somebody else and i lifted it up and it would never ever happen now i want you to visionize that You come across people every day who God will show you in a dream things were set up to happen and it doesn't happen and they're not even aware that it was set up to happen towards them. They're not even aware of that type of knowledge because it didn't happen to them. So it wouldn't even be a thought. See how magnificent God is? See how significant our anointings are here in the earth? So why play around with that? Hallelujah. We have to really, really pull and declare on the fruits of the Spirit. We got to watch what we're saying and watching who we accompany very, very seriously speaking. Because there's a such thing connecting and then regretting. You understand? And it's not about the people. It's about us. Why do we feel the way that we feel? What did we do? Because God don't look at other people in our walk. He look at us. Many of us are too clingy to other people. Searching around for all kinds of prophetic literature. When you can hear from God directly. You heard him enough to draw you to the altar to give your life. What makes you think that you cannot hear him any longer now? If we can hear God when we were in our mess, because I know I heard Holy Spirit talk to me even though I was making wrong decisions. How much more can I hear from Holy Spirit now that I'm making the right ones? You're making the right ones. Sometimes God will pull you away to gain you a better sense of who you really are as an individual ear. Because even we try to define who we really think we are and we really not. I am gifted at rapping, but I'm not that rapper to be out here. That's not my, that's not what anointing flow for me. Now we'll release songs whenever God used me to do that, but it must be. Be what I'm doing now. That's where the anointing is flowing. That's how people come in. What must I do to be saved? God have me and have you to meditate on what he's actually calling you to really do. He's having me to meditate on raising the dead. Because I say, God, that's one miracle that even though we do it every day from someone feeling dead and, and becoming alive, being revived, being refreshed, that is alive, that is being raised. And I actually, people have OD'd and, and all kinds of things and you blessed me to, you know, you brought them back and used me to do so. You blessed me in that way. But I mean like eliminating in so many home going services from people whose not time is up yet. Going to the morgues and just lifting them up. Because Christ, that's what you have done. You have raised. That's what Peter and them done. Here I am. I'm not thinking about what happened before me regarding how they got it done. Because Christ already gave us the instructions. Some miracles come by fasting and praying. And it's not that... You, you do it and you are, you know, able to do it because you made yourself available to fast and pray, due to the sacrifice. No, it's that due to the sacrifice of giving up an earthly appetite, you begin to be more spiritually empowered to know even more that you don't do the work. It takes your mind off of you when we sacrifice unto him. We cannot have the mindset, I'm not doing what, no, what, what they're doing. I'm not saying what they're saying. And if it's what God wants us to do together, oh, God may call you up higher at it, He may even ask you to do it differently, but let it be Him and not us. And I went to Christ about it. I said, It's not me, so it must be you. Because I have the faith for it, but you're not bringing it to pass. Do you not want that to be done? Do you have another agenda, another plan I'm not aware about when it comes to me wanting to do this to those specific people that it could be done to? Not knowing can because you could do anything. And Christ says, it's not being done as much as it was, you know, biblically, because people are losing a hunger regarding it. Because they're not taking the attention and putting it on me. They're looking at themselves doing it But still knowing that it's because of me, and when it don't happen, they blame themselves and look at themselves insignificantly. So instead of having someone to be, you know, feel like they are set back, they're insignificant and powerless, and worse off than where they are, I'm going to wait patiently till they're ready to grow in that area. Because Christ never leaves us worse off than where we are. That's why many of the times we ask him things, we're not ready to hear what he has to say. Because if He say it, and we don't do it. We're worse off than where we are. Even when it comes to friendships and fellowship. If it goes sour, then it's worse off than where it was. So sometimes God wants us to fall back and not try to make things happen. Make connections happen. Because then we're going to be out here being disappointed. Let God connect. Let God do it. Many would say, what must I do to be saved through you? Seek God on what is that anointing in you to release that here? Because some of us may confusing our talents with our gift. And that gift brings out the best in every single one of us. I realize that we are Christ like. So we have to have a Christ like attitude, a Christ like lifestyle. Even when it comes to the story and testimony of Joseph, God has taken us higher and trusted in him. All Joseph said is what God has shown him in a vision. And no one believed him, not even his father, whom he loved. Hallelujah. God has shown me more mysteries. I'm receiving that. He had me to study, you know, how the books came about all the way from the Torah. And, you know, William, if I'm not mistaken, William Talam was the first one to translate the Torah from Greek to English. And not the William, there goes the Geneva book. After Geneva, the great book. After the great book King James Version 50 years later around 1820 to 1845 and he had 50 people help him write it and I realized God wanted me to see the literature the translations that we read we have to know that We build upon a relationship that God is a God of right now and not just a God of then. But he's still the same regarding then and now and later on. And it seemed like nothing good was happening for Joseph at all after he got betrayed. After he got betrayed, there he goes, he in the house, working in the house. Chief officer's wife come on to him. He get kicked out. But he knew his wife and her attitude. And he knew that Joseph wouldn't lie when it comes to talking about God. But to please his wife, he just put him in jail instead of doing what she act. She wanted him beheaded. And there he is, without his father, without his brothers, knowing what his brothers done. Thinking about Benjamin. Thinking about his mother. How, you know, Benjamin don't have his brother nor his mother. He just have Abraham and the other brothers who hid his older brother from the same mother. And he's thinking about all of that. Even the promises that God has shown him only in a dream that no one believes. He even assailed with these two men that have been thrown in there. Interpreted the dream. You will beheaded and the crows will eat from your head. You'll be back into your position. Don't forget me. It took him two years to remember. And the thing is, it didn't take him two years to remember. It just took two years for that king to have a dream that no one could interpret it. Because we dream every night. So God had it set up where he was able to know what was going on when he go to sleep until that second year, that night, that final hour, when it disturbed him once again. And there goes the memory. Oh, I know a man. Because that is his time. We all have a set date and time. We got to be patient. When we be patient, that actually moves up the time. Starting with myself. Hallelujah. Joseph had to fall back. He got impatient. Look, don't forget about me. Look out. I mean, you know, let him know. I should be leaving out here with you. I didn't even do anything. At least y'all done what y'all done. I didn't do nothing. I'm just a man of God. Just thrown down here. but praying to God. And God has given him the strength. Every single time he was there. God had to cause a famine in the land where Joseph's family was. In order to lead them back to Joseph. So within them two years God was up to something good. Joseph didn't know. His brother and fathers didn't know. But God did. I'm bringing you back to Joseph now. They had no idea and Joseph had no idea they were going to meet back up ever again in such a way. God giving Joseph dreams about everything else but didn't give him dreams about that encounter. Because Whatever the devil do for evil, it means for evil. God means it for good. And many of us thinking that we got to go through evil from God in order for him to be glorified. That's not how God receives glory. He receives glory by knowing that he is faithful at what he do. Knowing that he's in control. Knowing that he is the highest. Knowing that he's the one, the only, true, living God. Satan is the one that, though the things that are troublesome, God is the one to bring us out of the trouble. So we cannot think, oh, I had to go through this order to get here, this is what God wanted. That's not what God intended. God never intended Joseph brothers to lie or deceive or betray. But because of that, God favored. And the reason why God brought favor out of that is because God moves from the end to the beginning. So God already saw Joseph reigning before Joseph was even born in Rachel's womb. That's why the end is so much better than the beginning. Hallelujah. Satan had no idea Christ would rise on the third day. God took me to that location, according to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. When Satan and the demons were saying, yeah, crucify him. They were laughing, yeah, crucify him. And here go the children of the God. Here go Mary and Mary Mac from Maggala. There goes, you know, Susanna, Joanna, you know, Herod's manager and the other disciples. And they're like, no, don't crucify him. Even the Mary that bore Christ. No, don't crucify him. No, they're saying no. And Satan, them saying, yes, it should be been the other way around. Satan, if he knew he would get up, Satan would be like, no, don't crucify him. There goes salvation. No, no, they're going to be connected back to God. No, no, don't do it. Don't do it. And we should have been saying, yes, hurry up. Hosanna. In the highest, yes, crucify him, crucify him. Here goes redemption, here goes salvation, here goes restoration, here goes a connection back into the kingdom, here goes me being seated once again, here goes eternal life once again. In my life, there goes life with God and that more far abundantly, hurry up and get it over with, kill him. Hallelujah. I thank God so much for what He's doing in our lives. Hallelujah. So amazing. So amazing. Sometimes we can translate a word. From how we perceive, even when it comes to the translations, that's why you gotta pray and ask God for clarification in His Word, and He'll give it to you. We gotta realize it's in the hands of man due to what they hear from other people's relationship with God. It's like I'm speaking in your ear, and we're going around a whole circle of people and seeing if it could be repeated the same way back in my ear. It's always a word missing or a word added in. And what did God say in Revelation? Don't add in or take away. Because according to, you know, some translations, it says that Jacob loved Joseph the most because he had Joseph at an old age. But that wouldn't make sense because he had Benjamin after that. So that would make him to love Benjamin the most. Hallelujah. And I begin to meditate on that story, that testimony. Because we see it happening all the time. It had nothing to do with age, why he loved Joseph the most. It had everything to do with the firstborn of Rachel. Whom he loved the most. and this shows you how much he favored only joseph he had 13 children 12 boys and one girl dinah because joseph was the son as we read that did everything that his father would want. He was that child that was easy to just, you know, be a parent to. You know, Simon, Zebulon, Naphtali, God, Asher, you know, the rest of Judah, all of them, they were giving his father a very hard time, especially when Dina got, you know, raped. They went back to slaughter them and she was set to marry them. And it caused him to have to take all their things and move. And he tried to take their birthright, their inheritance, away from them and give it to Joseph. But you cannot take back a birthright once you give it. That's exactly why he has given that by anointing Joseph's oldest son. The oldest twin. But this happens every day, this testimony regarding Joseph and his father and his brothers. Because out of all your children, you made only one coat of many colors. If you could make one, you can make many and Jacob already knew how his brothers felt about how he singled out Joseph he didn't care and Joseph knew too and sometimes when we encounter things like that we tend to enjoy gloating and Joseph did because soon as the father gave him his coat he went straight to his brothers to brag about it look what father made for me Ah, oh, we can't stand you, Joseph. He always treats you better. And that's a lesson learned for us as parents. Sometimes we're not even aware that we're singing out that child that seemed to be, quote, unquote, the good one. Always calling them up, always needing them and being there for them putting their names out there, this child did this, this child did that, and you have more children. And so the other children feel like you rejected them, you're not proud of them, that they're not that worth to you as much as the other one. And even if we mention it, or, you know, to our parents, if that happened to us, sometimes it changed, sometimes it don't. So we have to listen to these testimonies. God even had me to really lift up, you know, zoology, lift it up, lift it up the safaris, you know, lift up wildlife, there's no coincidence God would have us to be led to look at things that go on just to lift it up, a lot of these TikTok videos that we see, they are so commercialed, These people wanted people to know that they were freeing all these animals. But what they actually did was they captured them, put the camera there, and then freed them as if they were letting them go. But they shouldn't have been captured for you to even think to let them go in the first place. You understand? (laughs) Got to be very careful with that. Makes no sense to have people to come and see some whales perform in a tank right next to their original habitat, right beside the ocean. Like they cannot. Hear, they said whales have the loudest sound in the earth. Period. If it wasn't for like the radiation to protect our ears, you know, and the um, I forgot what it was called. <laughs> To protect our ears, our eardrums will break. That's how loud a whale is. The biggest animal here, the biggest creature, period, exists. A blue whale. Make the loudest sound. And people captured them and had them in small tanks to make millions off of. And mate them with their family members to keep it going. Gotta lift it all up. I start thinking about God, took me all the way back to Adam. You created some animals, you know, then Adam, and you had Adam to name them all. But you called him the man before you gave him the name Adam, after he named them all. (laughs) Powerful. But think about Adam in that habitation with all those living creatures. There were no attacks. They submitted to Adam's authority. So what has happened here that we begin attacked by living creatures who are under our authority? Now, nah, all that's changing. Many of us are scared of wildlife. They have a, no authority over us. Not even the weather, meaning of a skate of weather. Do you know that God blessed meteorologists to predict the weather that God releases to come? So if it's not the weather that you want and you know it could be dangerous or hazardous, then why you're not declaring decreeing or I'm not declaring decreeing over it? Oh, God just used them to see a hurricane coming in two weeks. So why are we preparing for that? No, cast it down. You understand? There goes a tidal wave, cast it down. A volcano eruption, cast it down. A snowstorm, a blizzard, cast it down, a heat wave, cast it down. Why do you think God used him to tell us? To call it forward? Nah. So meditate on why you are here. God, show me why I'm here. That it is God showing you his glory. God, why am I here? To do what? Quickly before I get off of here, God had me to sit in a meeting with the councilman, Anthony Brown, of this area. But he ran for legislative and did not make it for now. But God had me to sit in the meeting, and before you sit in the meeting, you know, with the House of Representatives, it was virtual. You had to go through a lot of security questions and all the profiling in order to be a part of the meeting. Let them know what you're going to come for the meeting about. Everybody coming to the meeting about, you know, health care and, you know, uh, homes and, you know, insurance. And, you know, all these things that happens. Violence and then the guns and try to get rid of guns and, you know, ban the guns and and here go God having me on there with the story of Noah regarding his promise and I would never forget they were so puzzled like what she's coming on here for what this doesn't even make sense But I believe in her, God, because I believe in God. I know the story of Noah. I know why God built an ark. But what made her get on here and talk about that? So when it was time for the meeting to start, you had to state your name. Many people from all around each state were there. People from California, all kinds of places. Here I am a Washingtonian on there about the story of Noah and God's promises. For so us never to forget that. And you can see the look on his face and his secretary, they were looking like when it was you gotta raise your hand before you can, and you gotta let the secretary know what you're gonna speak so they can let you know if it's okay for you to speak, because they don't say nothing, just be there. They were like, oh my, they were so nervous. Is she going to talk? Was she going to say? How can I answer? Because it's live. The whole world can see it. How can I answer if she asked me something like that? She's not asking nothing about nothing earthly. I saw the nervousness in his face. He was sweating and everything. Even I was a little, you know, like God. But guess what? That sowed a seed. That sowed a magnificent seed. I say, how can I go about changing, getting a rip, not even a change of law, but to change something that's happening for it to stop and have it down in writing. The House of Representatives, they gave me the proper, you know, standard to take, the proper protocol to take, steps to take. And I was like, okay, God, whatever you want to do. But that was a bold move. That's like God would have you to go into the Congress, you know, the Library of Congress or go into the Capitol and you have access to sit in the meeting. You wasn't denied. Who are you? You go there, you present it yourself. I made sure I was very presented, you know. And you go in there, you sit down to meeting, and your request is something totally different beyond this world. They look at like what? But they understand because they to hear or have relationship with your God. It was just like Moses going right in front of, you know, Pharaoh, let my people go. And I was like, wow. And God said, he will, they would never forget that meeting. See how God will have us to plant seeds in different places that are so odd and bold. I'm trying to tell you. Thank God for it, man. I'm so serious. It's like we don't even have to speak about the things that God is doing and the miracles and all that. They're speaking for us. I don't have to talk about what's going on. It's talking for me because it's clearly being seen because I'm clearly demonstrated and so are you. But God keep having me to say to you, meditate on why you're here because there's so much in you that gotta come out that you don't even know that exists the real you your true identity as to why you are here your true gift where you're anointing is flowing, stay in that place so you can elevate right there don't put your mind or take your mind, your attention and put it nowhere else if God because I am your God and I am a jealous God have brought all of you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage have no other gods before me money is not your God, materials are not your God, not even your ministry is your God, not even you, not your loved ones, not your spouse, not your children, not your priorities, not your goals, it is I, it is I, it is I, Save God greater is he that is in us than he is in